Hello, you are watching the Le Novelle Street video series on the theology of the body. This, uh, this video is dedicated to audience 47. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hossotter. And I'm Guillermo Moreno. So this audience marks the beginning of a new subsection within our topic of the heart, or I should say within this section of the heart. And we're going to shift now to the question of arrows and what is the relationship between arrows and the New Testament ethos. So arrows was first introduced in audience 22, and it has several meanings. Um, if you're interested, footnote 56 gives a nice developed treatment of the platonic conception of arrows and footnote 57 references c.s lewis book the four loves which is a great read and i recommend to all of our listeners all right so in general just a brief um brief look um plato's meaning of arrows is simply this inner power that draws man towards all that is true good and beautiful it is a transcendental power because it's a reaching out beyond matter so in the platonic description for plato it is it kind of introduces a uh, or it does introduce a dualism between these things are spiritual truth beauty and goodness and then you have the body and matter and how jp2 is going to approach at arrows is by focusing on this particular meaning of the arrows being this inner power that draws man towards truth beauty and goodness and so another meaning of arrows is what we're probably more used to hearing and it's just in general this attraction to of or just sexual attraction attract sensual attraction that has a sen sensual nature you have this reciprocal arousal that is ordered towards the conjugal union that's how we normally think about it um so then the question is simply how do we understand arrows within the bible we have this kind of common meaning we have this platonic conception how are we to reconcile arrows and the new testament so when we talk about the erotic in common language uh concupiscence is understood in psychological and sexological terms and sexology in case you are unfamiliar with the term is the study of human sexual behavior so the psychological sexological interpretation of concupiscence is that concupiscence is a subjective intensity towards an object due to its sexual value and this intensity is due to a mastery over man's bodiliness and his kind of emotive sphere. So 
if we understand the this concupiscent desire of Matthew 5, when the man looks at the woman and desires her, and thereby commits the adultery of the heart, if we look at this concupiscent desire within the psychological view as uh, as um, erotic phenomena, then the erotic is going to... It will refer to all the ways of acting and the reciprocal behavior that are manifestations of this interior act of the heart. So you have the erotic then is referring kind of the external manifestations of what is inside the heart of man. And so the erotic will refer to that which is derived from desire. And so... In this way of thinking, Matthew 5 represents then a condemnation of the erotic and it's a warning against it. So if we take the a psychological view of the concupiscent desire, then it would seem then that Matthew 5 condemns arrows and the erotic and warns us against it. And the question is whether that is the view that does justice to this, to the biblical data. And so JP2 proposes a second way of understanding the erotic by bringing us back to this platonic conception of eros as the power that attracts man to truth, beauty, and goodness. And this conception that gives us an opening to the New Testament ethos. So this call to truth, beauty, and goodness means that within the ethos of redemption, the New Testament ethos, that the necessity of it require it entails the necessity of overcoming everything that is derived from the threefold concupiscence. And so at with this interpretation, arrows and ethos will converge within the human heart. And so when we think about the New Testament ethos, while yes, there's this prohibition to protect values, this is not the entirety of its ethos because the New Testament ethos is about making values accessible and realizable if he learns to open his heart. And so when you have the convergence of the erotic with ethos, you do get this opening of the heart because the erotic understood in terms of this integration with the, of this power to, that opens man to the truth, beauty, and goodness, that if you integrate this idea of arrows with the kind of the common conception of the erotic, how we understand it within the sphere of the conjugal union, then you have a way of understanding it, the erotic within the New Testament ethos. Um, Guillermo, are you still there? Yes, I am. You have anything you'd like to add? Yeah, it's a little off topic, but okay. But um, what comes to mind uh, in terms of Eros and the New Testament um it's uh, Romans 1, in so far as this attraction, this human attraction to the true, the good, and the beautiful. Well, there's something about 
creation itself, the beauty of creation that really draws us to, to God ultimately. And that's why Paul says in Romans 1 that uh, they are without excuse, uh, those who just do not live a morally upright life. I'm botching his words exactly, but uh, paraphrasing him, he's alluding to the fact that we can know that, that um, there is a moral law be, and he doesn't call out Eros by that word, but he alludes to it in Romans 1. So you're saying he's condemning Eros? No, he's no, 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 he's alluding to it in a positive or negative manner. No, absolutely positive way. Okay, I'm, I'm just double checking, make sure I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. So he's alluding to it in a positive way. To oh, I forgot to make the connection with uh, our drive towards uh, the true and the beautiful, and you know it's uh, interconnected uh, with goodness as well. Okay. okay, I think I'm following you now. All right, is that everything? Okay. Are you sure? Go on once. Yep. Go on twice. End of the video. Thank you for watching our video. It's, this one was a little short, but others have been little on the long end. So it's good that we have some short ones every once in a while. If you have been enjoying our content, please like, share, and subscribe to our social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, something else. We have a lot. Also, please consider making a donation financially, either through PayPal or Patreon. Your financial support goes towards the maintenance of our website and the purchasing of materials so that we can providing you with great resources, such as this video series and our many articles. You can read our articles on our website at lenovellstreet.com. They are all free for everyone to read and enjoy. Also on our website is our podcast. Guillermo, can you give some more information about our podcast? Yes. In our other podcast series, we talk about a variety of topics, such as trends in culture and politics, and we address them from a Catholic personalist perspective. You can listen to our episodes directly on our website, lenovelespree.com, or you can use Lenovelespree, the website, to locate us on buzzsprout.com where we actually upload our episodes or you could also um, go to buzzsprout to locate us in other popular platforms such as google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify in case you're wondering just where do i go to find all the social media you can just simply go to lenovellstreet.com slash subscribe Facebook, YouTube, PayPal, Patreon, our various social media platforms for our podcasts are all right there in that one spot. That is lenovellespreet.com slash subscribe. Um, anything else, Guillermo? I would just like to ask our viewers and listeners to keep us and our mission in your prayers. Yes, please remember to pray for us. And with that, we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. God bless.